Welcome to Hookah Chats with Matt and Ethan, a podcast where two friends catch up and talk about whatever nerdy stuff comes to mind, usually over hookah. Enjoy. Yeah? Yeah. How do you like school? Good. Yeah? But my friend Isaac is really funny. Yeah? Yeah, Isaac's really funny. Isaac's really funny. Do you sit with Isaac at school or do you like ride the bus with him or, or how do you know Isaac? Well, he digs with the boys. Yeah? They don't work. The boys don't work with the girls. Well, then how do you know he's really funny? Uh, every time every time me and Ruby play the lava game, uh, uh-huh. uh, he calls Ducky and I... I just leave, and then he chases me into the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I like that. Yeah? Yeah. What's the lava game? Well, if the lava pulls us down the slide, and then, we need a, and then we need to call your friends to help you pull up. Oh, so you play the lava game at recess, huh? Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. And Tasha... Natasha used to not be here, but now she's back. Oh, yeah? Yeah. George has an, uh, uh, a doctor's appointment. Uh-huh. You need to get checked out. Is, is Tasha your friend, too, or just Isaac? Well, Ruby's my friend as well. Ruby's your friend, too? Yeah. How many kids are in your class? Do you know? If you had to guess. Is it like five? Is it like ten? Seven? Like seven? Yeah, I cool. think we have seven kids. Cool. Do you go all day or do you just go in the morning? The mornings. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Are you excited for Thanksgiving? I need to tell dad something for a minute. Okay. <laughs> Monday through Friday. Yeah, you can tell that and say goodbye. I go to school uh, Monday through uh, Friday. Oh, yeah? Every day, huh? Well, that's important if you like it. That's cool. I'm glad you're having fun. Every next week we get new jobs. New yeah. jobs? What's yeah. your job? Like, like jobs like what? Uh, well, when you're resting, you you be the special helper. And, I, and what's a special helper do during rest? You don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a good job. Where do I apply? Well, I'm resting and I don't like that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And Claire's resting and she really wants a job, but she doesn't like when she's resting at all. And oh, she I always says and she always says, What's my job? <laughs> she bossy. Yeah. They always say I'm resting. Yeah. And I always make sure of when I used to be the snack helper. When uh-huh. she gets the snacks out and the police mats out, I always, I always need to check if Ruby's on the same table that I'm on. Ruby's your friend, right? So you guys sit together? Yeah. And I try to make sure that that happens. Oh, that's smart. If we're at yep. the same table. Cool. And I make sure that I put them together so that, <laughs> so that, uh, wait. We're sitting together, but if cool. someone else is sitting next together with us, that's okay for me. Yeah. Well, that's good that you're open to new people coming in and visiting. That's nice. Yeah, and uh, and Emma Wells, what what, which is one of the Emmas, is really uh-huh. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you have a lot of funny kids in your class. Every every time every time uh, Ruby brings brings her soft jacket up. Uh, Emma chases her and does the fuzzy game. <laughs> that sounds funny. Yeah. 
All right. He's practically a grown-up now. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Her hair's cut really short. My, yeah, I saw that. She's got a nice little bob going there. Yeah, yeah. Beth wanted to cut it short, and and uh, so she did last night. And I'm always like, "Wow, you look great!" And she does. And she's like, yeah. "I'm always, I'm always." Uh, not that I'm surprised, but <laughs> you know, I still get used. I get used to one way, and then yeah, it changes, and she's like a whole new person. So. Yeah, it's kind of odd when you see your your children like. When they when they come home, it's like overnight. It's like all of a sudden, like like they they're very articulate with their speech or their you know their hair changes or something. And it's 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 very like it's startling. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, it is. <laughs> it is depending on the outfit she wears. So like if she wears something that you know kind of accentuates how like long she is now. Like I, it's not that I get like I I'm I can get emotional. I haven't really gotten like. Like, I haven't, like, gotten weepy or anything, but I get, like, yeah. really, man, how did you become, like, like a person? Like, what a real did you... person all of a sudden, right? Yeah, you know, just this, like, long, fully formed human being. Um, <laughs> she does this thing with me uh, where so she's asking a lot of questions about God now. Uh-huh. And, um, and, and she'll ask them of <laughs> – she'll ask me these questions – sort of like she's my therapist like that's how it'll come out <laughs> so it'll be like so we're talking to jesus right now like like i'm we're praying like she asks to pray so yeah let's pray and i'm like yeah honey we'll, we'll, we'll let, we're praying to jesus and she goes is jesus here right now <laughs> i'm like i don't know if i like your tone i don't know if i like that yeah, I have to put up with enough of this shit for Matt. I don't need it from you too. <laughs> but uh, but it's good. She's like, does God have a bunch of little gods that help God out? I'm like, probably not. But you know, whatever. Who knows? Well, that depends if you're Greek. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> How are things going with you, sir? Good, good. I've been busy. Um, obviously, I mean, we're now recording on a Sunday afternoon when we're supposed to be recording on Thursdays, but that didn't seem to work out. Right. But uh. Yeah, I've been doing well in school, made the high honors dean's list, so I was well pretty done. Good, happy about that. Um, getting a lot of experience after school working. I put together a rich guy's hot tub yesterday and today. Cool. <laughs> that was an experience. I've noticed that like all the houses I go to whenever we do like service calls, like if it's something like a, like a hot tub or something like, a, you know, landscaping lighting or something like that, there's always like a Trump flag or something like that. But like whenever we call and somebody's like, my heat won't work or my 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 furnace isn't working or my my my, uh, my refrigerator's broken or right. my thermostat's messed up. Those people are there's no Trump flags. <laughs> it's funny how that works, huh? Yeah. It's funny how that works. It's almost like. Uh... It's almost like there's a direct correlation between your personal wealth and voting Republican. Um, <laughs> hmm, strange. Yeah, right. Strange. I thought you'd appreciate that. I, I do appreciate that. I remember, I think I've shared this with you once, but there's listeners, there's this now legendary tweet in the Twitter world of, you know, just some dummy, some quote unquote, well-meaning dummy. Um posting a picture of like this, you know, this kind of house with this big Trump flag and, uh, and this guy and, and this picture, it, th this house is clearly in like, uh, like a sort of a rural, you know, kind of area. He didn't, it doesn't say what state it's in or anything, but it's, you know, kind of this, this, there's obviously surrounded by a ton of land and things like that. And, uh, and, and, you know, there's shit in the, in the yard and it's, it's just, it's one of those pictures. And one of the things that he says is, you know, try, don't, don't tell me that, that this is, uh, that, that the, you know, that, what is it that poor people or, or whatever, um, you know, know how to vote Poor people <laughs> vote against their best interests all the time. Look at this guy yeah. voting for Trump. And, and then like, just, just over the course of an hour, just like, thousands of comments just ripping this guy's take apart <laughs> where, where they're like let's begin with how absolutely ridiculous this is you see that chevy silverado in the in the front you know in the yard there that's like a you know based on what i'm seeing there 
$65,000 car? Like, like, like what <laughs> right. the hell are you talking about? You know, like, like you dummy. Like, this is his land. He got this dude on six acres of land. Like, like give me a break. This guy's not poor. This guy's just dirty. You, you idiot. And, uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, what, what do you want? What are you going to say? Yeah. The, the bottom line is people that are struggling, people that can't afford, like, rent for the next month or whatever, they don't they, they can't afford to care whether Mr. Potato Head has a dick or not. You know, You're right. <laughs> so You're right. it's really all, all it breaks down to. They, they don't have time. It's one of the reasons it's one of the the simple brilliance of uh, uh, both the gospel and Karl Marx put together where Karl Marx reminds us in his analysis that a lot of the stuff that rich people care about are invented things. Because yeah. they don't have to care about things that actually matter, like whether they're <laughs> going to eat tomorrow. Right. Uh, and the gospel's the same way. Like the gospel's like, yeah, you, you know who get closer to the truth? Poor people. Poor people can see the truth a little a little easier, because rich people are uh, uh, beguiled <laughs> by <laughs> by things that aren't real. You know, like money, and and they kind of they they get confused easily. They have time thinking about. They have time to think about things like. You know, well, what is the nature of glory? Like, what are you talking about? You know, it doesn't make any sense. I love it. I love it. Oh, my. So a couple of things. So I'm doing fine as well. I'm glad that you're doing very well in school. I knew you would. I'm also glad that you are uh, getting good experience with, with, with work. That's fantastic. I am almost done with my semester um i gotta write like a thousand words tonight and if i write like a thousand words i'm, I'm on schedule <laughs> um i i for for at least one of my papers i've got to do like one last week of reading yeah which is ass because i really should just be writing papers but no i still have to read for, for, right. for my last week of class um and but other than that i've been like just prepping for tv shows that's been like my thing like i'm waiting for the book of boba fett to drop right so that i can continue to you know be a slave to disney like because they <laughs> those bastards they, they, they can't they can't they somebody there knows somebody gets it they're like well we'll make a boba fett show and then and then all those uh all those gen xer and millennial uh uh, Star Wars fans won't be able to help themselves. They'll yeah. they'll have to keep subscribing. <laughs> we'll be compelled. Um, Such good you, marketing. It is good marketing. Uh, uh, the second thing that I did, I, I we don't have to talk about this. Did you I'm, ever? I'm terrified of the Book of Boba Fett, but we can get back we, into this. We should talk about the Book of Boba Fett then. Um, but like, have you? Did you ever read the Wheel of Time? No. Okay. Do you know what that is? No. I'm. Uh, is it a? I want to say like a. Like a Narnia type thing? No, I mean it, it's more. It's more like a soup. It, it takes more after Lord of the Rings than Narnia. It's um, oh, okay. The Wheel of Time is like this. Who's the author? Of, uh, Robert Jordan is the author. Robert Jordan. Ro Robert Jordan passed away in like 06. and so Brandon Sanderson finished it up. Okay. Um, and he's relatively famous now too in the fantasy world. But uh, Wheel of Time is like this. It's like the first like really big fantasy epic like after that, that that sort of deviates from lord of the rings it definitely takes after lord of the rings and right. so like in the listeners in the high fantasy world which i which i enjoy <laughs> uh you've got lord of the rings happens and then like basically from from like the 60s to about the 80s it's just lord of the rings copies you know they're like <laughs> let's let's do lord of the rings over and over yep. and over um, with very little, with with very little difference. Like there, there are some exceptions to that rule, but it's but it's primarily that. And um, one of the uh, moments that kind of change everything, sort of, is this guy named Robert Jordan who who writes this fantasy series called The Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time is like a fifteen book fantasy epic um, that sort of feels like Lord of the Rings, like at the very beginning, and then like he he sort of takes his left turn into something very different mm -hmm. and uh and i finished the wheel of time like i it sounds like a weird thing to say that like to praise myself for that but it's like <laughs> a thirteen thousand page total you know yeah. in crazy thing 
and um, and the Wheel of Time's high high spots are high. Like there right. are moments where I'm like, yeah, like this is cool, like I can dig it. And then the low spots are low. Like like there there are moments <laughs> in that series where I'm like, okay, uh, this is this is getting a little tough for me to get through. You know, like it's 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 just massive. It's like the Counts of Elrond, but it's like 1,200 pages long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, I don't hate the Council of Elrond like, as a chapter, but the only reason the Council of Elrond works is because it was exciting up until that moment. And this is like your, this is like your reprieve, like your take a deep breath now. Yeah. You know, in The Wheel of Time, entire books are the Council of Elrond. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Once you get to like book eight, you're like, what is going on? They're just talking for 500 pages. Um, but well, Amazon just started a TV show based on the wheel okay. of time. And, um, um, the first episode is bad. Uh, there's three episodes <laughs> that have dropped the first episode. I'm like, hmm, I don't know about this. Um, but by the time I finished the third episode, I, I, I was kind of pumped. Like I was like, huh, this is a yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's keep going. But it's, um, I didn't know if you had read it or not. It, it it's it's a little lame. Like like that's the best way to describe the Wheel of Time. Like the Wheel of Time. Well, you're is, not really selling it for me here. I'm trying not. I'm not really trying it's to sell it. Incredibly long and it's a little lame. It's it's incredibly long. It's <laughs> a little lame. <laughs> the the main character. They so the Wheel of Time TV show did a really good. There was an interesting move that they made. So the main character of the Wheel of Time is this guy named Rand Rand Althor and Rand Althor is the dragon reborn he's like the chosen one of the series and one of the things that that the wheel of time does it's a little different from all these other tolkien copycats this is what one of the things that sets it apart is um robert jordan is totally cool with making rand a bastard coated bastard with bastard filling like like rand is the main good guy and rand is incredibly hateful like like he's yeah. he is a puke you know but but like he and he really is a chosen one like that's what makes this upsetting is like he's not really a good guy he really is a chosen one and and he doesn't really become you know nice until like book 14 like like yeah. the last book you know and when everybody's like oh thank god you know rand is <laughs> rand's not a total puke but um they cast this guy who looks just like Hayden Christensen from episode two and three. Oh no. Like, like <laughs> you know, that's what I said at first, but then I was like, you know what? Bold choice, bold choice. Like, <laughs> like, like that's, that's exactly correct. You know, <laughs> like, like, cast a guy as the chosen one who nobody could possibly like, you know, <laughs> like, like, Hayden Christensen shows up as Anakin Skywalker admits he supports a fascist dictatorship and is a general bastard. <laughs> Yet he's still the chosen one. We have to go through with yeah. it. Rand's yep. the same way, you know. Make, make <laughs> Rand the same thing. Um, I, I so I would say not to read the series unless you really want to suffer through, you know, thirteen thousand pages. Um, uh, for a few high moments, there are good high moments. They they really are. There are, there are character arcs that I'm like, that's a satisfying arc. That's cool. But yeah. um, but but you might be interested in the in the TV show because the TV show's be. not that bad. Yeah, and you know, with our modern culture, it's much easier to just sit down and watch something than to read. Right, right. Thirteen thousand um, pages, so maybe I. Will. But if it doesn't do the, if it doesn't do justice to the the books, then like like my daughter, for example, she can she can watch the Lord of the Rings movies, mm -hmm. and she enjoys them because they're action packed and they're fun to look at and everything. But I look at them with like a side eye. I'm like, uh, this isn't this isn't Lord of the Rings, you know, this isn't right. And, you know, the elves didn't show up at Helm's Deep, you know, shit like that, right? Sure, sure. So I've been reading the books to Maddie, and she's like, Why is that different? I'm like, No, honey, that's not different. This is the way it is. The movie's different. Right, <laughs> you know? right. No, you've got it backwards, kid. You've so, got it backwards. Like, but like without the without the book's influence, she was able to enjoy the movies just fine. Um, now that she's gotten the books in her head, she's like she's kind of starting to look at the movies like, well, why are they doing that? That doesn't make sense. Like, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so maybe with the wheel of time, if I just watch the, the, the TV show, I'll appreciate it. And I won't be infected by this like bias from the books. <laughs> you know, the, that's the thing I was saying, like to Beth, like Beth and I are watching it and Beth made it through like 25 pages of book one before she was like, 
this is the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to keep reading this, um, which I understand. Um, uh, but like, but like, I, I, I said that too. I was like, you know, there, there are parts of the show that um, don't even bother me just because I'm so sort of removed from the series at this point. Like, yeah. I remember a lot from the series, but there, there are choices that they make that, that change things around that I'm like, eh, that's probably fine. That's probably okay. <laughs> you know, it's right. probably not that big of a deal. Right. Um, one of the bad things about the series that I'm hoping they don't do in the TV show is Robert Jordan had this weird hard on for like making sure everybody ended up with like a love interest. And yeah. so these, there's these bizarre moments where like, you know, it's this humongous cast of characters and they all like pair up in some form or another. And I'm yeah. like, this is dumb. Like, like this is, this is upsetting, you know, and dumb. <laughs> But then, but then, like, like Rand, like Rand has three wives by the yeah. end of the book series, and they're all fine with it. They're yeah. all like, "Listen, we've been chosen to be the wives of the Dragon Reborn, and I think that that's an exciting thing." I'm like, <laughs> "You're okay, you know." Sure. Rand is a Mormon. <laughs> Rand is a Mormon. Um, but uh, but no, it might be worth watching the show. There, there's some yeah, good. There, there's some good uh, elements to it. The things that make the Wheel of Time good. Um, the unique way, you know, Robert Jordan reimagines like the bard. So he like Robert Jordan is cool because he takes these Lord of the Rings characters, like these archetypes, yeah, and then sort of reimagines them in different ways. So like the Gandalf character is uh, is sort of split up into a couple of characters, you know, in, yeah. in some way, and 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 one of them is this bard who's doesn't have any magic, but but sort of is in the know in the same way that Gandalf is in the know. Yeah. Um, and then the magic users are are also sort of like Gandalf, but without some of the you know kind of intrinsic like 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 without the kind of um, lone wolf you know I'll do what's right element like the right. magic users in in the Wheel of Time take some of the wisdom of Gandalf and then like put it into like an institution that is often flawed, right? And so like he right. does some Robert Jordan just does some good things with. The way it's all set up, like the Hobbit characters, you know, there's um, Matt and Perrin are the two are the two side characters to Rand, and Matt yeah. and Perrin are simply supposed to be Pippin and Mary, like like that's right. the answer. But, <laughs> right. but but they're you know duh, like like that's why they're they're named this. Um, <laughs> but they're but they're presented in, in with one of the things that makes the Wheel of Time good with these characters are because it's so huge, they're given tons of time to sort of have these really big arcs right um and and then they're they're given um um standalone things to do right, that, right. they're like, not like dependent on the frodo character all the time right like, for, right for their purpose of being you know exactly. they're not simply there to to prop up the the protagonist that's that's good it is good and and it's you know it's um it's uh, it, it, not only is it good, but it's it's really distinct, which which is right. what I like. I, I like right. that um, they have their own voices and they and they they're really able to do stuff, and and that comes out a little bit so far in just these first three episodes. So it's worth yeah. doing. It's worth. I'll doing. definitely check it out. I'm gonna have to find another program soon because I'm almost finished with Titans. Oh, that's right. How's that going? I I really like Titans. That's good. That's like good. A couple of a couple of episodes ago, I don't remember. Exactly. We were talking about comic books and I was talking about how I like Marvel characters on as, as a whole. I like Marvel characters better because they're more complex. They're more emotional. They're not, they're not so archetypical as a lot of the DC characters, in my opinion. But with Titans, man, they've done exactly what I was talking about with the Marvel characters, with these DC characters. They're very complex. They're very multi-layered. Um, I don't know that you'll like what they did with Batman, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I gotta say it's cool. Like it's really cool. He doesn't play, you know, see Batman like ever. I mean, you see Bruce Wayne after the first season, um, but he, he's very much a father figure to to um, yeah. Dick, Dick Dick Grayson and uh, what's his name the 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 kid uh, the other Robin. Do they have Tim Drake as the other Robin in this one? No, it's um. 
I can't think of his name right off the top so, of my head. So there's Tim Drake, there's Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Yeah. And they do some really good stuff with him. Mm. Um, and but I I didn't I don't I'm not as familiar with the DC lore because I didn't read it as much. But um, they really seem to be drawing on a lot of stuff that was that was oh. originated in the comic books. And uh, it's it's really well put together. It's really well done. I love their depiction of Superboy. I think he's great. Um, the actor is really good. And like I, I, I imagine like Superboy in Titans would be like what Superman would be in real life. Like sure. <laughs> I can. Sure. I can do anything I want to do and nobody can stop me. And like the only reason that I'm not a bastard just destroying everyone is because I'm like a child and I, right. and I kind of gravitate to whoever, whoever the, uh, the, the adult in the room is, that's how I'm going to form myself and be, you know, and he's, he's fortunate that he hooks up with Dick Grayson sure, <laughs> because sure. if he, if he didn't, like everybody's fucked, like everybody's fucked. Like, what are you going to do? It's Superman. You know, <laughs> yeah. What do you stop? How do you stop him? No, no, no that's you, fair. You that's don't. fair. But, <laughs> but they, I really like, I really like Titans. I really like, uh, like how they've, how they've done it. And uh, I'm kind of bummed out that I'm almost out of episodes for that because I'm looking forward to them continuing it. Um, I think the HBO's done a great job with it, but I'm going to need something. So maybe the Wheel of Time's the next, next thing. Give it a shot. It's on Amazon. Yeah. Yep. The, the new Lord of the Rings TV show is going to drop on, on Amazon at some point, too. Yeah, that's another thing. That's See, that's what I was talking about earlier with the book of Boba Fett and like this new Lord of the Rings series. And there's a there's a prequel to Game of Thrones. that's supposed to be coming out. And like, I'm just like afraid that you just like you're going to ruin it. You know, like yeah, yeah. the Mandalorian was beautiful. The Mandalorian was great. Uh, let's not try to like leech off of the success you have for everything because then you just end up like tanking the ship you know that's what happened with the original series in star wars to begin with you know so i'm just afraid like if they take the book of boba fett you're going to take this character that's had this like mythology built up around him off of like what four minutes worth of dialogue in the original yeah yeah <laughs> like, barely like, anything and and like people just like fell in love with this character and then like to see him come out of the Sarlacc pit and come back into the Mandalorian. Everybody was really excited about it. You know, just don't, just don't blow it. You know? Right, <laughs> right, right. Such, such high expectations there. Now, to be fair, I think if, if somebody can handle it, I think it's Dave Filoni, you know? Sure, sure. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it just, it just gets, it gets scary for me whenever um, things that are that close and near and dear to my heart start getting, you know, capitalized right <laughs> right right it's like whenever somebody says what if they make season two of firefly and i'm like yeah. no they better not that's the yeah. thing they right please don't for the love yeah, of just, god you know don't ruin it you know don't ruin well, that's it. the thing like they they made they made alien in like 1979 and mm -hmm. then they brought in uh um what's his name the guy that directed avatar uh yeah. directed eight aliens he did titanic Oh, um, oh shoot! You know, James Cameron. James Cameron. Yeah, they bring in James Cameron to do Aliens, and everybody's like, "James Cameron, what the hell?" And then he puts out Aliens, and Aliens is, I would, I would submit to you that Aliens is one of the few sequels that rivals or is better than the original, <laughs> right? Because Aliens was amazing, sure. and then once they got that kind of ex that that kind of exposure, they're like. All right, well, let's start whipping out aliens. And they came out with Alien Three, Alien Four, all the Alien versus Predator bullshit, and but and it just like fucking ruined the whole thing. <laughs> you know, you struck gold with Alien, you struck platinum with Aliens because you just got shit lucky that it worked. And then after that, they just all jumped on it and it sucked it into like oblivion. That's what I'm afraid is going to happen with like the Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian and things like that. Like sure, sure. No, and I, I can see that. I, I I'm excited for the book of Boba Fett. I I I have some confidence in it, but I do think that because the Mandalorian was as good as it was, um, that this could be interpreted as just like a like a well, we just gotta keep this going. We just gotta 
we, we got to do something with Boba Fett. We got to do something with this character um, and Fennec, right? Like Fennec mm-hmm. is, is this breakout character. We got to do something with them um, so that we can make money. And, right. and like for me, one of the reasons why the Mandalorian works so well is, and this will be my, this is my tireless refrain of all storytelling is because it's lean storytelling. It's right. It's, it's not complicated. The way it connects to the greater universe is ultimately pretty superficial. Right. You know, it, it, it's not as though the Mandalorian is, is the secret chosen one. He's not, you know, right. like, like he's, he's, you don't have to deal guy. with that power creep issue that we talked about with the death star and then start killer base. And then just exactly. Things. Exactly. Yeah. We can just dial it back and start small. <clears throat> and like, I, I think that, I think that if they, if somebody comes out with book of Boba Fett with a good idea, right? Like if somebody sits around and says, well, I have a legitimately decent idea to do a show that that is sort of episodic and and talks about Boba Fett as this crime lord. Okay, cool. You know that's yeah. fine. Just as long as Boba Fett doesn't have to challenge the Jedi Academy, or right. you know, this as long as I don't sit there and I go, come on, you know, like let's not yeah. be, let's not be dumb. Um, the, now I have absolutely no faith in the Lord of the Rings TV show. I have <laughs> I have absolutely none. Um, I don't foresee this being good. I see this as purely a cash grab yeah. um, under the guise of trying to do something for the fans. Um, well, did you see The Hobbit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, The Hobbit like, is so offensive. that made I, me want to throw up in my mouth. Like, <laughs> it was just so oh, bad. Oh, and it man. was all a cash grab. It was all... Yeah. And, and, and that was part of the problem I had with a lot of the the latest series of star wars stuff it was all like we're gonna we're gonna harken back to this part where you know we're on the millennium falcon and, and the finn picks up the the little droid that 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 luke originally trained with whenever he was wearing when he was had the visor down and they're like look at that and they have all these callbacks and you know those things could be great if you just put them in there and left them be but whenever you try to put the spotlight on them and then you have a character like uh, Cara Dune, and you're like, "Oh, we people like her. We must do an entire series on her." So they start scripting an entire thing on Cara Dune, and then it turns out that she gets fired. So like the, all that stuff's laying on the floor. Yeah. But they oh, weren't doing that because there was a legitimate Cara Dune story to tell. There was they were doing it because they were trying to capitalize on the success of the Mandalorian, and that character was popular for like three episodes, <laughs> and, they, and and immediately they had a whole series based on her. It was like, come on. No, you're you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And and like the problems. I mean, we we've talked we've talked the new tr- trilogy to death, and I'm fine yeah. with talking about it more because I hate it and I love to hate it. But like the main problem with that new trilogy is that the characters don't stand on their own. It's it's all a harking back, right? I I would be totally fine. I might not like it as much, you know. Like, like I still might not like it as much, but I but I would certainly not find it offensive if this is a story that took place three hundred years in the future, right? And and hit similar beats to the original trilogy. Like like some I remember when the Force Awakens came out, and um, the discourse, the online discourse about it began, and everybody who didn't like it one of the accusations against many of the people who didn't like it is um well well you don't like it um not well one of the other than the fact that you don't like it because a woman is the main character which i just (laughs) want to point out by saying hello i it could only be women from here on out and i don't care you know like that's not the the problem like like but one of the things that that people were saying is um well it's it's you listen you ask for a Star Wars movie that felt like Star Wars. And so they gave you The Force Awakens, a movie that follows a new hope beat by beat. Mm-hmm. That's And so don't complain to us that you got what you want and you didn't like it. And I'm like, first of all, I did not ask for that. I'll start with that. <laughs> but, but second of all, I would be totally fine if A Force Awakens went beat by beat like A New Hope. And it ultimately did. But I'd be totally fine if it did that. My problem was that it, it like did it in like the most asinine way possible. Right. Like, like it, it didn't do it with any sense of a story. It did it like, all right, we begin on a desert planet. Why? Because Luke was on a desert planet. And, <laughs> and that's the answer. Right. Or, or like, all right, here's 
Daisy Ridley's outfit. It looks a lot like Luke's outfit. You got it. You know, like, like, like that's, <laughs> that's right. We're on the Millennium Falcon now. Why? Well, because around this point in A New Hope, we were on the Millennium Falcon then, you know, right. like, like it's it's just bad. It's when, when really I, A New Hope is great precisely because of its lean storytelling. So right. just do that. Like, like, tell me a story that doesn't have doesn't look like a new hope at all, but hits the same storytelling beats. And I'd be fine with that. Well, and I think they were so locked in, like having just rewatched that the third trilogy, the newest trilogy with my right. daughter. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm less offended by the Force Awakens than I am by the other two, because the Force Awakens was at least it felt like something a little bit new, like a new take on an old story, maybe, but still there, there was potential there. And I feel like the biggest downfall and the biggest letdown of the whole second, third series, I guess, was, was they didn't, the, the roads not taken, right? The roads that they could have, the paths that they could have taken to really make it an interesting, unique, original story they abandoned those in favor of going back to the tropism of the first original trilogy and trying to like hammer everything back into that storyline. And it didn't really fit. Like you had so many opportunities to, to, to make things different and new and unique and exciting. And they just didn't do it because frankly, that would have taken more effort, you know, and, and they didn't, they wanted to get it produced and packaged and, and sold. And, and and it ended up being a disjointed mess. Like it ended up just being an incoherent like mess where where nobody was happy. Nobody was happy, right? So like they 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 not only like you can piss off original Star Wars fans by telling a completely new story because they want to see like the Luke and Vader dynamic. And if you choose not to do that, those people might get mad. But there's a whole bunch of new set of people. Like you, you like the you like the first trilogy, which is the yeah. second trilogy. You know, you you appreciate that. That was like your in, in introduction, sort of into the Star Wars universe. You have a lot more reverence for that trilogy than I do, even though you recognize it's terrible. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like you you appreciate it on a different level because mm -hmm. you know you were kind of brought into that. And then my daughter's going to appreciate the third ones more than I ever will, or that you ever will. Cause she likes them because they're flashy and they're exciting and they look cool and they sound great. Um, but as she grows up, she's going to, she's going to understand like, the oh, these are fucking terrible movies. Yeah. It's unfortunate because they had the opportunity to like, so what if you piss the old people off, like do something original, do something unique. And then you have, you can stand on it, something you can stand on its own merit without saying, well, we had to, we had to call back to a new hope or we had to call back to an empire strikes back, you know, let it, let it be its own thing. You know, I totally and agree. Have a little bravery and be, don't be afraid to take care of, of those loose ends that you're putting out there. And don't just like, don't just paper over them so that you can move on to the next objective that you have from a from a, a selling a toys perspective right, <laughs> you right. know so like well we got to sell these porgs where are we going to get porgs from oh, let's put them on an island with loot like what the fuck you know yeah, it doesn't <laughs> like, make any sense well and and that's always been the you know what the argument that you just made is is always the argument that was made in favor of the last jedi which which always broke my brain it always made my brain hurt well bravery the last jedi uh, bucks all the trends no it doesn't no, no it doesn't doesn't the, the problem also... with the last jedi was that it was offensive and bad uh, <laughs> and, and it did not buck any trend no uh, it, it just unless you mean the trend of coherent storytelling <laughs> like, like like it's it's just empire strikes back in reverse without any mm -hmm. of the drama that's all what it right. is that's my problem with it. You know, like, yes, I have these nitpicky problems in which you realize you realize the last Jedi. Like if you look at like the, the, the Star Wars movies ranked in order of best to worst, like the last Jedi is like four or five. Yeah, it's crazy to me. I don't understand where these people are coming from at all. It's like you can very clearly put like at number 12 would be probably Rise of Skywalker. 
Yeah, I, I would have to give the Rise of Skywalker then, the worst. Yeah. Then you could make the argument that that um, Episode One, The Phantom Menace, would be pretty, the second worst one. Pretty bad. But I would put uh, the Last Jedi right there with it. <laughs> like that, that would be my top three worst ones of all time. Sure, <laughs> sure. I, I tend to, I tend to put Episode Two as a little worse than Episode One in my head. Yeah. But but that's that's only because of just how relentless Anakin yeah. Skywalker is in episode two. Just just yeah. how grating the whole thing is. Episode yeah. one is boring in a way that episode two is not boring yeah. necessarily, but but like episode two is also um hateful, you yeah. know, and 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 like like I remember you know watching a review of episode two and so and and finally having it be pointed out to me that like the, the two primary things that are happening in episode two is um, they're giving away the ending. Episode two gives away the ending. And in other words, you know, Anakin Skywalker shows up already as a deranged fascist. <laughs> he's already a fascist. Like, like there's no growth. We, we are, he's, he's two seconds away from donning the, the, the SS officer armor and going out to the world. Like, like, and so it gives away the ending. And the only other thing it does other than, give us Django Fett is um, every time Natalie Portman leaves the screen and comes back on, she's wearing a different slutty outfit. Right. You know, like, like, and that's it. And, and, and he's, and the reviewer's like, why? Well, something, somebody's got to get these women to look at something, you know, like, like these, <laughs> these, the, the, the women that were poor, these poor girls that were dragged to this movie have to be able to look at a, a pretty thing of some kind. Hayden Christensen is so hateful. It doesn't matter that he looks like a GQ model. Somebody's got to be like, oh, that outfit's pretty, you know. And the thing is, I feel I feel sort of bad for Hayden Christensen because, I like, I don't think he's a terrible actor. I mean, I don't think he's no. the best actor, but he's no Matthew Broderick, you know. Uh, no. But I think I think his I think his uh, character is just so poorly written and so oh, like, yeah, what do you do? Cool. What do you do with that? Like, you're that that's tough. It's a tough situation for a, for an actor to be in whenever you're just like given this role that's shit and you're like, can I do this with it? And they're like, no, you have no. to be terrible. Read it like this. <laughs> it's such a misguided, it, 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 you're right. I mean, it's a poorly written role, but it's such a misguided way of telling that story. And I, and mm -hmm. I really think that's, that's really what it boils down to with, with the prequels. The, the things that, that I love about the prequels, other than the fact that they were so I did watch the original trilogy with my parents when I was a kid. Like my, my yeah. parents had me watch that before I saw right. the, the new trilogy, but like the new trilogy was my movies. They, they were my, right. for me. Right. And, um, and like the stuff I like, and I've said this to you before, the stuff I like about the, the prequel trilogy is I like ship design, like the stuff that I, the stuff, the nerdy things about star Wars that I'd end up loving all came from the prequels. Right. I like the expanded universe. I like ship designs. I like, background lore like like that's all stuff that the prequels had to invent and had to like right. show right and so like yeah the ship design in the original trilogy was cool but like that wasn't what, what mattered by right. the time the prequels rolled around those things mattered more and so like learning about the x-wing and the y-wing like all oh, that's really great yeah. i love that stuff um but like and if it's uh, done intelligently and if it's done with care, then it's then it's fulfilling. You know, that's that kind of stuff yeah. is good because there's thought put into it. It's the stuff that's not there's thoughts not put into like um, character development, story arc. That's right. the stuff that's bad. Right? right, right. And that's I think you're right. Like what's what makes what makes the prequels so flawed is is they sort of it, it's the worst interpretation of the past that is alluded to in the original trilogy. Right. Like, like it's, it's just, Oh, Obi-Wan is wearing robes on Tatooine. Yeah. All the Jedi must've worn robes. I mean, <laughs> what do you, why are you interpreting it that way? Like, like, can't he just be wearing desert robes there? Like, <laughs> why do they all need to wear robes? I don't understand. Or, um, you know, Je Obi-Wan constantly calls them knights. Jedi Knights, the Knights yeah. of the Republic, and 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 instead we go for monks, Shaolin <laughs> monks. I'm like, but why? And the only reason I can think of th this is the only reason I can think of is because Obi Wan was wearing robes. That's what it was. You know? <laughs> That's what it was. 
and and like Yoda is, is I guess kind of monkish, but like that's only if you're a complete fool and you like <laughs> fail to understand how like you know hermitages works in like in Western Europe and like you know like, <laughs> like I don't understand. Well, didn't Yoda uh, strike uh, you as more like a a a, a, wise, a wizened old like samurai master? Yeah, like that could have been the other. That could have been the that's other what interpretation. It, that's what it should have been, right? Yeah, yeah. Like like so, I think that you could have interpreted it in a number of ways, and and like. You know, and I, I've clearly thought about this way too much, but like I impossible, impossible, <laughs> like like another way you could have interpreted it is you could have just said Yoda. Yoda was never a fighter. Like you could have mm-hmm. just you could have just interpreted it as. Yeah, what Yoda Yoda was a philosopher, you know, and mm-hmm. and part of part of this order of paladins, which is right. really ultimately what the Jedi are. Uh, include this sort of philosophical religious spiritual element right. that that is represented in an important way by both yoda and the emperor right like right. the emperor is also not a warrior right it's not the point you know the emperor is this is a wizard sure but like but is 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 ultimately yoda's counterpart you know right where where luke is vader's counterpart right like right. um but instead, it's it's just interpreted in the most wild way possible as as an order of Shaolin monks who who are ultimately the bad guys who are like, why would anybody <laughs> agree with these guys? You know, like yeah. I I don't I, I and I'll and I'll forever fail to understand it because then it's taken up again in this really bizarre way in the new trilogy, right? Where where Luke, <laughs> even though even though Luke doesn't have to do the Jedi thing. In anywhere near the same way as they did in, in the prequels, he does, yeah. and it like falls apart. But why? Why do he do that? Like, like right. it, it's it's just constant. But why? But why? But why? But why? But why? But why? And ultimately, the answer is, you know, it's just just because, just because, <laughs> you know, just that's why we did it. We did it just just give it a try because we don't have a plan. That's we what don't have is. a plan. Because we don't have a plan. We don't know what the ending is going to be. We don't know who Snoke is. We don't know any of this stuff. We am talking not as the audience. I'm talking as the writers. Like, we don't know what we're doing. Like, we, we don't have a plan. Whereas, like, and, and what scares me with the book of Boba Fett, what scares me with the Mandalorian, ultimately, is they're going to have to hammer themselves into this already established canon somehow. Sure. You know? So it's it, it's very limiting for them to be able to to tell their stories and have them be satisfying when you know that they're going to circle back around to the whole Finn Ray. Yeah. Eventually it's got to go there. Going to go there. And it's like, Oh man, I just, I know how, I know where this fucking ship ends, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to watch it sink. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's why you, you take, you take the rogue one approach and you take the rebels approach. Right. Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. say, here are these characters here are the stories that that these characters can tell and we're done and you know how we know we're done dead you know (laughs) right? atomic bomb you know and and they're dead now and like to me like that would be the that would be the way forward like the way forward with like the mandalorian is okay we've told the story you know we've told the story of the mandalorian he you know this has been really really great it's time to kill him, you know, yep. and, and you, you, you murder the crap out of Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Pedro Pascal goes, thank you very much, everybody, you know, and, and, and that's that. And I think I, I understand people want this stuff to kind of go on forever. Like sure. so many people do. Um, it really, I'm just not that way. Murder them, you know, murder yeah. them before they're, before they're ruined. You know, I want to be able to watch the show kind of in its entirety and not and not be embarrassed. Um, and and like I I do like I think that's that's really the only way to kind of take, I think yeah. Star Wars forward is to say, well, the the things that work are these smaller stories that that do not just sort of go on and on and on and on and on. Right. Well, it's the old adage, right? Like you you either die the hero or you live long enough to become right. a villain <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks chris nolan it's as, it's as our philosopher chris nolan once said <laughs> in the words of christopher nolan trust me inception is great you'll love it <laughs> it makes perfect sense it's in no way nihilistic and banal it's really really great um 
Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. But as I said, I have no confidence in Lord of the Rings. Absolutely none. Like, like in this Amazon series. But, but you're going to watch it. I you're going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm going to sure watch it and I'm going to be pissed off about it. We went and saw We went and think about this. We went and saw The Rise of Skywalker after we watched The Last oh, Jedi. Man. <laughs> right? Oh, brother. Let, you don't think the people uh, at Disney know this? Like, we're going to go see it. <laughs> like, oh, God. Well, I mean, the the right the the last Jedi the last Jedi is not our fault. Like the what the worst I was imagining was just it was going to be boring, you know. But yeah. instead, it was like, what am I watching? Like, what is this? What 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 is going on? Um, but then, like, I did could never imagine that the rise of Skywalker would be so. Um, I don't know totally inane like 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 completely incoherent just random people showing up like like not only incoherent but like kind of mean like like my memory of the rise of skywalker was like it was this mean movie that like sort of spat in the open mouth of fans like like (laughs) how dare you reject the last jedi how dare you you know not just feed eat whatever piece of pig slop we give you fine <laughs> fine you didn't like rose no we hated rose rose sucked it wasn't her fault it's just the character sucked. fine you didn't like her we're gonna take her away and we're gonna give her nothing to do and and you're everybody's gonna feel uncomfortable oh and here's <laughs> marietta brandy buck he's just gonna be in there over here how about how do you feel about that what the fuck is going on why like why are we doing this <laughs> yeah. rose are you coming I believe this was a real line in Rise of Skywalker. Rose, are you coming? No. <laughs> no I'm, I'm going to stay here <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Here's this dagger. <laughs> oh, yep. This is it. <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? Space it's so dagger. bad. <laughs> All right. Well, it was good talking to you, man. I got to yeah, go brother. cook my mom her her birthday dinner no so. problem oh happy birthday to her that's fantastic <laughs> yeah. her that's birthday fantastic. was yesterday i didn't get to see her at all because i was working and then i had a gig and she's oh, like sure. well you know she was a, she was offended that i didn't get down to see her and she's like well you know there's things that are more important than money and i said not when you don't have any <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> spoken like somebody who has money <laughs> right so, no so i'm trying fair. to make up for it today by making your dinner and well, that'll be really good. I, I will. I'll wrap us up. Friends, thanks for listening. This has been an episode of Hooga Chats with Matt and Ethan. We will see you next time.